Hi, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Todrick Handel. This week, we are going to be talking about this crazy Netflix show that has just kind of blown up since it premiered, um, Stranger Things. Have yes. you watched Stranger Things? Have you watched all the seasons? I did. We, we watched the first uh, as a family, and, um, and then when the second season came out, we... Um, actually, David set up his projector, and we had friends over, and, and we watched it. Um, and then this one, this one was kind of bizarre for my family because we were all in different places. So yeah. um, we, Clint and I watched the first five episodes, I believe, with Katie and David, and then Katie had to be out. So then <laughs> David was like, we can't wait. So we watched all the rest of it. Then I watched the last three again with Katie, and then Haley came home and watched the entire season in one day so that she well, could be. I have not finished this season. I had intended <gasps> to finish that last night because I knew we'd be recording today. I have two, I think two more episodes in this season. So we wow. can't do spoilers for the end of the season. But um, uh. I wanted to talk about this show because I'm it, it intrigues me that it has become the phenomenon that it has. Like I think that, you know, on the surface it's just this simple little show and it's actually like about these kids and you wouldn't think this would become like this blown up huge thing. It's not a particularly scary show. It's not a particularly complex particularly complex plot um, it doesn't have anybody huge in it I would say Winona Ryder is probably the biggest name in it and yeah, she hasn't been a big true. name in quite a while right. and so what do you think it is that made this little show just blow up and go viral I guess you would say like what made this show such a hit well I think it's a couple things first of all I think um, it reminds me of of what was happening in and the time doesn't maybe quite work out perfectly the, the time difference but in the uh, mid 70s when shows from the 50s became a thing you know um, American Graffiti came out and um, and then Happy Days Laverne and Shirley all these shows that took place in this era that we had kind of idealized as being you know innocent and and um, there, there was so much nostalgia attached to it. And, and I think about that, and I think about Stranger Things taking place in the 80s, and I think that, again, there is a similar nostalgia attached to it, it that it was a simpler time. Um, and that is evidenced by the fact that you have these kids who basically are, are, are just on their own a lot of the time. I mean, yeah. you, 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 th you see the adults in their life, and the adults in their life are trying to... Um, have input and influence and, and keep their eye on them. But at the same time, these kids are in there. Uh, what, they're, they're just, I think. They're teenagers. They're, well, they're not even that. I think they're maybe 12 or 13 when they're, maybe, maybe 13. But I, I want to look up the um, Yeah, the how ages. old they are when the time. Because they're, they're older now. We right. know that. But when it actually started, I would say that they're in that, that tween position. Maybe they're, they're probably 13 or 14 now. The, the characters' ages, but um, and I think that there is a, an appeal to that—the idea that oh, there was this time when, when you know, a, a kid in in season one disappears and people aren't immediately talking about you know sexual predators and I, I mean I think there was a um, an underlying feeling and fear that that's what had happened to to Will in the beginning, but there's not that. 
everybody is saying, oh, well, um, you know, he'll be fine. They'll find him. There's not that intense, you know, uh, Amber Alert that goes out that would now. All right. Very quickly, they were 12 in season yeah, one. That, that's that's um, what I figured. I agree with you on on several points that you mentioned. Like, I, I do think the nostalgia is huge. Like, in this season, when they go to the mall, oh, yeah. and pretty much every store in the background is yep. a store that's no longer with us, that I was like, oh, my gosh, Express, oh, my gosh, Sam Goody. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, were all these stores that were stores of yeah. my youth. Yep. Of course, and the mall. The mall was a huge thing. Yes. When I was in junior high and high school, yep. that was your social um you know meetup place like that's where you went you went to the mall you hung out at the mall you went and did yep. things at the mall you went and walked through the mall and it's it's funny because we've kind of like moved away from malls now like they're doing all these outdoor uh right. shopping centers where it's you know different buildings with different stores which i think is a horrible idea in florida with our extreme heat and our thunderstorms every single day but um but yeah back in the 80s the mall was it big huge shiny malls and you know, you walked through and there was all these little specialty shops and then the big anchor stores and that's where you went and, and spent time. True. And, so and I, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, you know, that nostalgia, I, I do think it takes us um, for adults watching it, especially like around my age, your age. I mean, even though you're older than me, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was waiting for, for the it. adults watching it i think it it takes you back to that what we would consider a simpler time very similar to what you were saying in the 70s people were kind of harking back to the 50s i think we kind of hark back to the 80s where you know we could leave in the morning and as long as we were home by dinner nobody knew exactly where we were like we kind of knew our boundaries of where we were allowed to go and and you know kind of the the general area we needed to stay in but it definitely wasn't the um the almost constant fear that we have now of abduction or trafficking mm -hmm. or, yeah. you know, molestation, like all of those things. Not that they didn't happen then, but I just think they seem to be so much more prevalent now. We're so much more aware of them now. Because um, I can remember as a little kid going to the mall and my mom being like, okay, I'm going to go shopping and you go do your thing and meet me at the food court at this time. And I, you know, I would have never done that with my son and, and when we didn't he was even like have, 11. We didn't even have cell phones to say, where are no. you? What, you know, no. like we do now. Like well, one of the reasons that cell phones have become so useful in my family is there's so many of us that when we go places, if, you know, my kids are clearly grown, you know, 18 to 30, but you know, I don't have to worry about where is everybody. I can text somebody and say, hey, I'm in the dressing room. Come tell me how I look in this, you know, and, right, and somebody right. comes. It's not like it was, you know, like you said, yeah, meet me. Meet me at the food court at, at 11, and, and we're good to go. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, was a it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. You know, and you rode your bike to your friend's house. Like, I think about the distance that Will travels on mm -hmm. his little bike to this little house out in the woods where they yeah. live. Like, I don't know exactly how far it is from his house to Mike's house, but it just seems like that kid's biking forever in the rain and in the dark and everything yeah. else, you know, to get from house to house. Um, but that that's what we did then you hopped on your bike and went yeah. wherever you had to go i i think i think I, I don't know i don't really know that kids use 
bikes as much now. Maybe I'm just not aware of it. Did your kids use bikes to well, get around? <laughs> um, when we lived in New Jersey, yes, definitely they did. Um, and that's the other thing is that I think the placement and the, the setting of Stranger Things also plays a role because if you had set this sh the same show in the same time in, um, in, a, in a city, I think it would have been an entirely different show. But here it is, this small town in Indiana that even in the 80s was probably a little bit more backwards than um, than another town might have been in the 80s during the same time. Uh, so yeah, when we lived in New Jersey, yes, my kids definitely um, you know, use bikes to get around. Um, probably not to the same extent that I did, but almost. Um, you know, they not by themselves either there would there would always be you know there were enough of them that there were always uh, several of them going right, together right whatever. but safety um, in numbers yeah yeah now see and i was allowed i did not live in a place where i could really ride a bike until i was in fourth grade but um part of being on the safety patrol capital s capital p when i was in fifth grade was <laughs> that you really you had to have a bike because the the my safety patrol post was five blocks from the school and gosh those little kindergartners might get there before me right so i had to you know i mean it was not it was, it was my a job town, requirement you yes, had to have a bike exactly my town my hometown was um a, a mile it's it is still a mile square all around so clearly it was not that far but we had to have a bike so i was allowed to ride my bike um i think i would even ride between my house and my grandmother's houses um now on the other hand, my sister, who's six years younger than me, was not allowed to leave the driveway from her bike. Um, I don't know when that changed, but uh, uh, certainly when I met my husband, <laughs> that was still happening. He has memories of, of the fact that she was not allowed to leave the driveway. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe there was some kind of shift that went on between my childhood and, and six years later. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I don't know. But... Um, yeah, that there is that that immense freedom, and I, I've seen a lot of Facebook posts with people saying, "Oh, I, I hate the fact that these parents never know where their kids are," and especially, and I'm not giving any spoilers away, but in the third season, the parents, the parents are kind of in their own group handling a situation that they don't realize is connected to what the kids are handling, and that the twain does not really meet until very late in the in the season right so um you know what i give a lot of credit to is the winona joyce the winona Ryder character that after knowing what her son had gone through that she ever let him out of her sight again i know <laughs> right i'm just thinking that if your son had been <laughs> captured by down? some you know otherworldly force that you know putting him on his bike and being like sure go to mike's like uh, yeah, yeah i don't know that i would have done that yeah but um but I also don't know that I would have my son, my teenage son's girlfriend sneaking out the window and just casually wipe the lipstick off his cheek either. So, yeah, but, um, well, I think so they're graduated, right? In this season. Yeah, I think yes. you're, I think you're out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I um the other thing I one of the other things with nostalgia, there's a couple of things, but I think like not just the stores and the mall, but like the music. Yeah, um, I love the music that's yes. used. 
uh, it's kind of funny to see the fashions and, and kind of know that that's, you know, oh. how we dressed or that's what we did. They've made showcased hair different this season. I my, know. my kids hate it. They I know, even Steve's hair. Steve's hair oh has a life gosh. of its own. You know, know, the big hair. The 80s was big yep, hair for guys uh, and for girls. I yeah. mean, I used to use like an entire thing of Aquanet on the weekend. But um, um, also, like, there's just the, just sometimes like the things they mention, like yeah. they mention um, Phoebe Cates yes. or different things that they say, little um, catchphrases or little slogans, things like that. Yeah. And I do wonder, I mean, I think the show is popular across several ages but i know it's definitely not like it's not as popular like with my boys as it is with my friends really? and so i wonder how much of the 80s references and little 80 not 80s nods kind of go right over the head of some of the younger viewers that they I don't, don't even that they don't even realize that that's something that is a throwback to the 80s when they say it or when they do it i don't know my kids are wild about it. i mean my my son's gonna go as steve for halloween we're, we're and the and the question is will he go as scoops ahoy steve or season two steve you know oh, you have to go thing. as scoops ahoy steve i love i love that costume that yes. costume is awesome yeah so he's trying to um he's trying to talk somebody into being dustin and he's trying to talk my daughter into letting the baby dress as a demogorgon <laughs> which really it is an adorable <laughs> costume <laughs> <laughs> and w which then brought me to find a website that has babies dressed up in different, uh, uh, as different characters from Stranger Things. There's a Barb baby, okay? Oh. I will post these on the on the open dialogue okay. page. Okay. There's a Barb okay. baby. There is somebody put uh, dressed their sleeping baby as Eleven with a Legos waffle in one hand, a little blood under the nose. Yeah. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. So so we've decided the Demogorgon baby really is the. Um, uh, the, the, the preferred because it really is quite adorable. But um, yeah, so, so I don't know because my kids really are very into it. Um, this has been, this is why Haley had to watch it one day because we said, listen, we've been talking about this for a week while you were in Europe. We don't want to stop. So, right, <laughs> you know, right. but, but we don't want to spoil it for you. So, you've got to catch yeah. up. <laughs> and she did. And, and so we've had our, our conversations have been about, you know, uh, the last episode and some potential things there and the kids love don't to tell say, me I'm not I'm not this is, this is this no spoilers here um, so anyway yeah uh, but I I also like just things like um, the the rotary phones yes uh, you know yes the fact that it took so long to make a phone call um, we we've been re my son rewatched season one um, last week, and there's a an episode in season one where Joyce goes to the store where she works and buys a new phone, and my son has looked at me and said, "So you just bought like a phone?" I said, "Well, for a long time you couldn't because you had to lease your phone from right from, from the Ma phone Bell. company, yeah, from Bell Atlantic, yeah. and and then and you couldn't just plug it in. I remember when we got the ability to plug in our phone and unplug it, you know." up until that time you may not remember this but they used to be wired right into the house and you could not move that phone unless the phone company came out and did it for you yeah my grandmother's was like that yeah. and i i forever wanted and probably somewhere in my little soul still want one i always wanted in my room one of the little princess <gasps> phones it has the little yes. gold holders and it's got the little fancy um not cradle what's it called the, the receiver part like yeah. the oh yes the yeah, no, you know, it's a the cradle.
It was the cradle. I, and I will, I will, I'm going to correct you here. The prince's phone was actually the kind of oval shaped pink or blue or whatever. Oh, that you're was right. That was fit because I had one yeah. of those in my room. I got my own phone line when I turned 14 and I had my own phone number and I thought that this was the highest of, of things. I had pinnacle reached the pinnacle of, of yes. life. And there it was a push button phone. We had not had push button phones until now. So I had a push button. Now, my mother had one of the ones you're talking about. It was actually a French uh, retro thing. It was supposed to be very French. And it had the, like you said, the little, the fancy cradle and, yes. and kind of the very ornate receiver. And yes. 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 My mother That's had one what of I those. Wanted. She had one in her room. However, she did not have her own line unless you're, you know, she shared a line with my father. <laughs> and we, we used to love it because we would find tricks with the phone that if you called your own number and then hung up, your phone would ring again. It would ring, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we would put on plays, and if you needed the phone to ring, that's what you would do because otherwise call you Call it from get the other line in the house. No, we, you call it from your own line. Oh, And then okay. you hang up real fast, and it, and it, it would ring. ring. Yes, I know. These are the, the things that you need to know, the things that we worried about when we were – you know, uh, yeah, tweens. When I was 12 and 13, that's what that's what we were doing. Um, uh, the mall, what I was going to say before to you about the mall was that uh, for us, um, I was living in South Jersey in the 80s, and um, we had the first mall in America, Cherry Hill Mall. And it actually had opened in the late 60s, early 70s. So the whole mall phenomenon was something we had lived with for a long time before it became kind of this this bigger cultural thing. Um, we had one open closer to us, but uh, but we we still go back to the the original Cherry Hill Mall. So there you go. That's nice. My my, uh, my big thing. What what would what would you do when you hung out at the mall? I'm curious. We just what walked. the younger set did. We just <laughs> <laughs> we just walked around, talked about boys, talked about stuff. Um, you know, went in and looked at the earrings and stuff. There wasn't um, like Claire's kind of store. I don't think it was actually called Claire's, but it was a store like that. And you know, we had we Claire's. would walk in. Um, I actually my first job was at the mall at um, Limited Express, uh. which was a little offshoot of the Limited. Right. And uh, trendy, trendy little shop that when I, when I got my job there, I was, I think it was in my senior year of high school, and um, you had to wear clothes that were from the the store, so they gave you like a, a deep discount on the clothes. And one of my favorite outfits of all time, there were these jeans that had roses printed all over them. Oh, and then yep. this was the days of the long sweater that hit uh -huh. like mid thigh over yeah. the skinny, the, the, the not skinny jeans, not the skinny jeans like we have now, but like they were straight leg jeans, right. I guess you would say, because we were coming out of the 70s with the bootlegs. And um, that's one of my favorite outfits of all time. I had a green long sweater with the the flowers with the roses on them and I worked at the express and I thought I was the shit. Well, I mean, I was like <laughs> so cool. When I was would that so have cool. been? About what year? 85, 86. Okay. Yeah. So that was, I was already in college at that point. I was trying to remember what, what that was. Yeah. Um, we would definitely, we would go. Um, we did not go to the mall maybe as much, but it was certainly a thing. Um, 
we would go and we would uh, walk around a little bit. We'd go to the music store, of course. Um, Claire's was a big thing. We had the Deb shop. Did you have the Deb shop? No. Okay, that must have been a northern thing. Well, you have to keep in mind, too, you actually live near a city. Well, that was the other like thing. Yeah. There, I, there yeah. are times in life when I lived near a city. There's times in life when I lived in an extremely rural area where the mall was an hour away. Yeah. And to go to the mall was an all-day excursion. And uh, you got yeah. up really early and you dressed, <laughs> like, nights yep. to go spend the day at the mall. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was an all-day thing. And, and the big deal then now in the south we have pretty much a chick-fil-a on every corner that oh. was not the case then you could only get chick-fil-a at the mall yeah we didn't have and it Chick -fil -A. was a yeah. huge deal to get yeah. all dressed up not dressed up but like but yeah. you know you dressed nice right. you didn't go in a t-shirt and shorts and yeah. you go to the mall and spend the day and have lunch at chick -fil -A. we didn't have chick-fil-a in the north yet um, at that point matter of fact i was married with three children before we had chick-fil-a in the north um we had we did not even have a food court at our mall. We had uh, uh, we had friendlies, where that you would eat at friendlies. Right. Um, we had a German store that also served food, and this was my favorite thing: the big stores. Like uh, we had when I was growing up, the anchor stores were Bambergers, which later became Macy's, um, and Wanamaker's, which was of course a huge Philadelphia store. Um, uh, the stores would have restaurants in them. And so you would go in and you would be shopping and then you would go to the little restaurant within the store and it was very chic and then you would eat chicken salad or, you know, some kind of nice ladylike lunch and everybody around you would be, you know, the same thing. It was, it was ladies. You never saw men in those stores, in those restaurants because it was a ladies' restaurant. It was where the ladies who lunched, lunched. What so do you think about the, uh, the little group of actors that's in Stranger oh. Things. I love them and I specifically love the fact that, and this is going to sound funny, but they're not your traditional attractive um, set of characters. Yeah, they, d they don't look like a glamour squad. No. Like they look like normal kids. Just I mean, Millie Bobby Brown, I think, is gorgeous. Oh, she is gorgeous. She but is they gorgeous. I mean, she started the show with a shaved head, which yeah. is a hard look to pull off exactly. for a lot of people. But um, I think they're so talented. They are. Uh, like, not only in their acting, like I've seen um, I, Millie Bobby Brown is an excellent she rapper. Is. She's yes. an incredible rapper. I've seen the boys perform with, um, James Corden did this really funny bit that basically they had all been a boy band, but right. then they had broken off from him. <laughs> and they're very talented. Like, they're, they're talented singers. I think they're talented actors it'll be very interesting very interesting to see like where they go after this like what their what be. their roles what you know what kind of roles they'll choose after this because they basically you know made their name and achieved fame through this show yeah and so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that and, and i will say that i think my favorite relationship throughout the entire thing is dustin and steve i yes. love yes. the fact that they are uh, you know kind of against all odds they became the bros, really. And well, and I love Dustin. I just want <sighs> to hug too. him. I know. I just want to hug him. Like, when, when this season started and Dustin wasn't there, I was like, where is Dustin? Why don't we have Dustin? Where is Dustin? Yeah. And then finally he came home from camp. Exactly. And I could breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, another thing that I found, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call it nostalgia for the 80s, 
But in the 80s, pretty much every bad guy in every movie was Russian. Oh, well, yes, like, exactly. You know, we were always yep. fighting the Russians. The spies yep. were always the Russians. Always. The, 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 you know. Of course, in those days, they were the Soviets. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And so it's interesting that in this season, not only are we fighting these underworld upside down creatures, but now, you know, we've got the Russians involved as well. So it's just it, having this whole scene in the mall when they're like, you know, trying to decode the, the Russian uh, message and they're looking for the Russians. Like I, I, I found that, like I said, I don't miss that I would necessarily say nostalgic, but like that is also a throwback to the 80s because in the 80s that was every movie, it, it, you know hunt for red october yeah. or you know all the all those movies like it was always the russians so exactly yep i thought that was interesting that they pulled them in. I, I thought i thought it was um, actually very interesting too um and and i like how the duffer brothers have done a great job of making the characters well-rounded enough that you can have a character who you absolutely despise at one point who comes back around because in season one you know, we were not fond of Steve. Steve no, was not. You were not rooting for Jonathan. She needed, she needed to break up with him. Right, exactly. <laughs> but now Steve is one of the most beloved characters. Um, right. And even, uh, you know, there is a character who is Russian in this season who, who you you know, who's brought back around and becomes likable and 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 you know, kind of part part of the good guys. Um, I think. Um, I think Steve's redemption came in his babysitting skills. <laughs> 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 like that was that was kind of where you started to fall in love with Steve. Yes, I, I think I think just his his uh, ability to relate um, to that, and and I think that they've done a great job of showing the evolution of these characters from where they how they um, related to each other at the beginning of the show, which. If you look at how Nancy related to her brothers, she really wasn't, or her brother, she really wasn't interested in anything that Mike was doing. She was very, right. you know, blinders onto her own life. And yet by season three, um, her, she's, her brother, some information is delivered and she's shocked. She's like, oh, this happened? This, you know, but you can tell right, she's right. very tuned in. She's very dialed into her brother's life. Um, and, and they all have, they all have this this relationship and you get the feeling that even when they're not fighting uh fighting off the bad guys that that they still are connected um one of the things that was very frustrating for my family in this episode and and, and that they um actually my kids made some suggestions that i thought i would uh, as a writer i would have appreciated um and that was that uh hopper didn't believe joyce right away when Joyce yeah. said there's something something weird going on. And, and Joyce even said, after all we've been through, are you really not going to believe me on this? Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. And actually, um, I think it was Devin who said, my oldest daughter said that she thinks they should have inserted something, or uh, maybe it was Greg, where where there was instances that maybe Joyce cried wolf, you know, in the past that, that Hopper could say, well, you said the same thing when the dog did this. You said the same thing when the mailbox yeah, is all went missing. You know I mean, what it I would mean? be like justified for her to be a little paranoid after everything that happened. Exactly. And so that, that there should have been some kind of, um, you know, explanation about why Hopper wouldn't believe her. Now, of course, I say, too, that Hopper did not want anything to be wrong. You know, so anyway, but yeah. Um, the... Um, one more thing for nostalgia. Sorry, I keep going back to no, that, but fine. I had written down several notes. Um, the pool. 
That's like amazing. I don't know. I, I think now where we live in Florida, so many people have pools that are right, right there, you know, attached to their house. But when I was a kid, pools were not that prevalent. They weren't that common. Um, I mean, some people had pools. Some of my friends and family members had pools. But that community pool, like that was some place that you went. That was another social meetup point. Like you went to the pool. Everybody hung out at the pool. You met up there. You went there with a group of your friends. Um, and we've seen that, like, you know, in several movies, I think um, – the Sandlot, isn't there a scene in Sandlot with the pool? No, I've never seen that. So. Oh, there's there's a scene. I'm, I'm thinking that, that it's Sandlot. It may not be, but I know, like, you know, even, like, Caddyshack. Like, there's always that, you know, that scene of, like, the, the pool. Do you think that that's still, like, is that still a thing in other areas, um, do you think? I, I, going I, to it, the community pool? It may be. Um, when I was growing up in California, the my early early elementary years we did have a neighborhood pool so I have some some you know I, I can understand that when we moved to New Jersey we had our own pool so we did not go to to uh, a community pool but there was one and I was always um, very interested I would hear my friends talking about oh when we were at the pool together we did this we did that or they're, they're my friends from the pool um, and, and it was it was just like another world to me because I, I didn't go to the pool. My parents would say, "Why do you want to go to the pool? We have we have a gorgeous pool in our backyard." Um, so yeah, it, I think it's a whole different, um, a whole different social phenomena. And I'm not sure that so many people go today. And this is one reason why. Um, you look at how many mothers were sitting there. Most of those mothers would now be working. They would now be off having right. jobs. You couldn't, you, what were you going to say in the summer? I'm going to take the summer off so I can take my kids to the pool. Um, but in those days, the parents were sitting there at the pool because the, the kids, until they were a certain age, couldn't come to the pool by themselves. We moved to, um, we moved to Pensacola the end of my seventh grade year. And that summer, I spent every day at the pool. Like, my mom would get up and go to work, and I would get up and go to the pool. Like, there was, you know, there was a lifeguard yeah. there. at the. We, we lived in an, in an apartment complex, and there was an apartment pool, and there was lifeguard. And, yeah, I spent every day at the pool. And it's funny because I just don't know that I would have let my kid no, do that. Like, no. just a different time. No, you know, I, I mean, I mean, then there were probably 10 or 12 of us right. at the pool every day, all day, together. So Was there a cute yeah. lifeguard? Um, you know what? I don't remember. I honestly don't <laughs> think it was like on my radar yet. Yeah, you were only in seventh grade. Well, uh, what was neat about, or, or I assume, I never went to the, the pool that the people in my town went to. But what was kind of cool about it was that um, the town I grew up in, Pittman, there was a town uh, adjacent to it called Glassboro. And they were rivals, big rivals. And they're totally... Uh, two different towns, you know, um, Glassboro is very different from Pittman. And so most of the time, Pittman, people from Pittman and people from Glassboro did not mix. And there was definitely an elitist uh, attitude. However, people from both Pittman and Glassboro could belong to the pool. I can't remember what the name of the pool is off the top. But there was, you know, they would talk about, oh, we went to in the name of the pool. And so that's where they would become friends. That's the only place they would mix was at the pool. So um, I didn't have any friends from Glassboro, but I had friends who had friends through the pool. So, you know, barriers broke down over that chlorinated water. <laughs> you know, that was what it was. What I laughed about uh, related to the pool 
was something that spoke to me more about beaches. Uh, this was the women wearing their, their jewelry at the pool and their yeah, heels. Yeah. And see, that was when I was growing up, we didn't go to the pool, but we would go to the shore. We'd go down the shore, and you would have women wearing their beads and their big earrings and their full makeup and heels on the beach at down the shore. So, you know. It was a, a dress-up occasion. It was, you know. and, and But I think we dressed up for a lot of things. Then. I mean, I remember did. you dressed up to fly. Oh, I mean, you always. You were going to go on a plane. Like, I, I did a uh, I did a trip my freshman year of college. I traveled to New York to see a friend, and, like, we went and bought an outfit oh, yeah. for the plane. Yeah. Like, I had an outfit for the flight, yes, you know. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, my kids talk up. about that a lot because I will tell them, oh, well, you know, you had to dress up to go on the airplane. And I can remember the time when the, it changed to – well, you were going to wear it. My mother started buying, like, um, uh, silk warm-up suits. That was what she wore on the plane because it was more comfortable. And she was yeah. Cute. And I thought, oh. Well, and I think it was only recently that American Airlines kind of relaxed their dress code a little bit. But they still, um, like, last week or week before last, they got dinged in the headlines because they, they uh, made a lady put on a blanket because she had on like a strapless uh, shorts romper oh. and, and she posted a picture of what she was wearing. Now, I don't know what she looked like when she got on the phone on the plane, but uh, in the picture she was covered, you know, in all right. the appropriate areas, but they made her put on a blanket in order to, to board the plane. Wow. So it's interesting like that kind of like throwback, I guess you would say to that stricter, stricter dress code. Yeah. And we really so don't have that. There was, did you see the movie Book Club with yes, Diane Keaton? Yes, I did. I did. They, they made a reference to that because Diane yeah. Keaton was going to be meeting Andy Garcia at the yeah. airport, which her daughter didn't know. And she's putting on her, her makeup, putting on her lipstick, and her daughter's like, Mom, your generation still dresses up to fly. <laughs> so they made that little reference to that. So Yeah, yeah. No, it's, and, and I think about it a lot. I think about it uh, whenever my kids are going to fly or anything like that. I look at them putting on their most comfortable stuff and thinking, well, it was a different era, you know. Um, it was the era when you could still go to the gate to meet people. Right. And so, right. It, and the, the, the airport was a social occasion, you know. Sometimes we'd just go over there to eat or... Right. Oh, I don't know. I, it, I will say Stranger Things definitely makes me remember things that don't come to mind, um, in my everyday life and so like I like everybody smoking that. everywhere oh yeah that's <laughs> true yeah that's that's very and true. i've heard that people are complaining about it and it's like it's a, it's realistic for that time i mean we had yeah. speaking of airplanes there were air oh, there yeah. were ashtrays in every seat on the airplane and, and cars and had ashtrays yeah. and yeah and, you know, and lighter so. all cars had the lighters yeah yeah yeah, so okay. it, it looks so foreign to us now because we're so accustomed, thankfully, to the non-smoking environment. Yes. But yeah, it was it was quite the uh, quite the smoke fest back in the eighties. Yeah, um, here's something that my kids have pointed out that I I will be interested to hear your take. The my kids pointed out how much all of the kids swear the the cursing the language. Um, even Erica, who uh, Lucas's little sister, who is in it much more this season, really kind of has a potty mouth. And I don't know, maybe I just lived in a very rarefied, uh, you know, environment, but we certainly did not swear like that, maybe until we were in our later high school years. You know, that no, was we not. Didn't. It was it was definitely later high school for me, like that wasn't yeah. something. I mean, there were people who said swear words, but it wasn't. Um, 
it, it wasn't oh, I don't want to say mainstream, but it wasn't like it wasn't like everybody did it. No, it wasn't you like know? like you would like you see it here where these kids right. are routinely right. are routinely tossing around um, you know words that I'm not sure I was even comfortable with in college. So right. <laughs> and I said to them, I, I don't know, uh, and it wasn't just me. It wasn't just that I was prissy or a prude or anything. It was the people around me, even the people around me who I would have considered a little bit more badass weren't, you know, they weren't using those words either on a, on a regular basis. So that's, that's been interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's something they've story. done like for modern yeah. day, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's it's interesting to me, like it's not, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a scary show or say that it's, you know, horror genre. There's definitely some scenes in it. And I think with each season, it's gotten a little bit scarier or a little bit, um, a little bit more, a little darker, I yeah. guess. But, um, but it's funny because if you think back to the 80s, and I could be wrong with the dates on some of these, I just know that I saw them in the 80s, but you had movies like Children with the Corn, Children of the Corn, or you had movies, you know, that had kids in them as central characters in what were essentially scary films. And yeah. so I think that in itself is kind of a throwback to the 80s. Yeah. Although my son and I watched um, Children of the Corn about a year or so ago and and I remember it as being one of the scariest movies I had ever seen like it terrified me I was terrified of Malachi and I was terrified of this thing in the cornfield and I remembered it as being this really really scary movie and so um, my son all through junior high and high school wanted nothing to do with scary films and then in college he's kind of started watching them with friends and I was like oh if you're watching scary films we have to see Children of the Corn and we watched it and it was the corniest no cheesiest non-scariest movie like I could just couldn't believe the difference in my perception of that movie one as an adult instead of a young teen but also because of the advancements in special effects and film techniques and things like that that it just was it was it was too cheesy to be scary you know yeah I never so, saw um, the movie I read the book um, and it was the book was terrifying well, if you had asked me several years ago, I would have recommended the movie, but <laughs> now not so much. I think you're okay skipping it. Yeah, I think I think I'm all right. I, I think that, um, and that's that's kind of interesting too. Now that I'm I'm thinking about it, that there's not more of a um, of a Stephen King um, reference even in these in Stranger Things because that was a big. I've part read of that he's life. a fan. Oh yeah, yeah. I that doesn't surprise me, but for us at that time. And, and again, it could be it could be um, setting. It could be where it's taking place and, and whatever. And that these kids might not be so much readers. They're definitely fans of Neverending Story. I can tell you that. And they're definitely fans of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and see that's something I just didn't have any. Um, I don't have any context for because I was not. I, I had friends that played, but I w but I was never involved in it. My mother thought it was satanic, <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to play. <laughs> I don't even know if I had friends who played it. I, I really don't think, I mean, maybe I did, but I, none of them <laughs> admitted to it. So. Right. You were, you were too cool for that. Oh, I don't know about that, but I definitely <laughs> was not, um, I, I was not tuned into it. I can't even remember what, uh, what they would have been doing, but it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons, so I don't know. 
Ah, oh, memories. Well, we would love to hear your opinions on Stranger Things. Is this a show that you watch? Is this a show that you have been interested in? And um, if you were a, a person who grew up during that 80s time if period, you're as old what as is us. it? Exactly. <laughs> what has it been like for you revisiting some of those um, little highlights from the 80s? And if you are younger than that, then I'm very interested if you're still just as enamored with the show and if you get a lot of those 80, 80s references or if it really doesn't matter. If you're just interested in the story and the characters and it really doesn't matter to you what time period it's set in. So we'd love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page and open dialogue. Or you can email us at anopendialogue1 at gmail.com. That's right. Or you can get us on our social media sites, uh, you know, Violet Howe and Todrick Candle, both on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our websites, violethowe.com and todrickcandle.com. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, until next time. Um, keep it strange. Keep it Keep it straight. <laughs> we, we both almost said that at the exact same time. That would have been that would have been eerie, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Stay safe and stay yes. away from the upside down. Amen. Bye. All right. Bye, guys.